Hi, it's Laura. Welcome to Mentally Unstable. And in today's episode, we'll talk all about Brazil, some assumptions, weird facts, our culture, and how it is to be a teenager. This episode is one that I was thinking of doing since before the podcast officially launched, before all of this was a reality. I always thought I was going to be a YouTuber. I even tried a few times, but it never went forward. Then I found myself in this podcast world. Regardless, I had in my journal like a master list of videos that I would do it for my channel. And this episode of today was in there. I love the idea of allowing other people to get to know my, my culture and my country so much that even if it wasn't in a video format, I want to turn the idea into an episode here on Mentally Unstable. When I met people who came from another country and who have a culture very different from mine, I love to talk to them about everything, even the most silly things, because I end up discovering a lot about other cultures. Since I started this year, I was lucky enough to have chances to chat with people from all over the world. I remember three very specific ones about three places in the world. I talked to a Canadian about Canada. I found out a few things about Jamaica, the beaches, the food, the tourism, the situation of the pandemic. I also had the opportunity to know not only about Dubai, but also the Philippines. This one was very interesting. I was talking to two people, two different people at the same time. This is one of the best parts of having this podcast and communicating with other people. And just as I had access to information about all of these places, there is nothing more fair than sharing than sharing what I can about Brazil. This episode, in fact, is super chill, but at the same time, I try to make sure that is that it is somewhat structured. I made several notes to not forget what to say, even if I know I will forget. And I also divided everything into different segments, and yes, after an Instagram poll, I could see that half of you wanted more general information and half of you wanted in-depth de in details of here. And I was also able to talk with fellow podcasters and they told me that it would be interesting to know the more unusual side of Brazil and the more fun facts not just the generic information about food, weather, and stuff. I took everything into consideration, and here we have a very complete guide on what it means to be a Brazilian. Assumptions you made, general information, and more detailed information as well. Just to make sure to say, nothing I say here should be taken for granted. The country has like 8.5 million square 
kilometers listeners from the US you use miles right I don't know how to convert this but it's huge I can hardly speak for my city here if you change neighborhoods you see completely different customs what I mean is everything here is going to be based on my experiences the experiences of my friends and what I see happening take take it lightly as a way of not only entertainment but also a way for you to know more about other culture let's start with the assumptions i received on instagram in case you don't follow it's at mentally unstable pod on instagram make sure to follow so you don't miss out on future opportunities to contribute on the podcast first assumption i received was actually quite funny the girl sent me 90 days 90 day fiance i personally don't know much about the tv show but apparently a brazilian called larissa participated in some of the season of this reality show and became a meme the first second for some things she said as soon as she stepped in the united states but I thought it was funny. The second one was the culture must be greatly influenced by the nature and Amazon. In general, Amazon is very important. The rainforest occupies like 60% of the whole Brazil territory. But we have another five biomes that are also very important here. So let's conclude that nature is very important regardless of whether, whether it's Amazon or not. The next one I received was Capoeira. I found it interesting when they responded to me with Capoeira. I didn't expect that answer. It is a cultural expression. It's a mix of martial arts sport dance and music too and music because it has like music instruments typical of the capoeira circle capoeira initially emerged emerged as a form of resistance by the slaves the idea was that the slave owner would see it as a cultural religious trait and at the same time, it was a fight and a training to resist forced labor and that kind of stuff. Nowadays, it is still a very important cultural symbol for the history of Brazil, even though I don't see it being a very common thing recently, like as a martial arts. Again, in my social circle, in my context, and in my city. The last one I received was, to be honest, plastic surgery. I don't know much about plastic surgery, but I left, left it when <laughs> I received this assumption. Last year, some friends and I watched clips of funk, a very common music style here, and analyzed it which of the singers had work done, which surgeries, and whether it's very obvious or not. On a second thought, I think that explains this assumption. 
I think it's more and more common to see plastic surgery going on, but we also have many natural beauties. Sincerely, I don't know. I don't think I ever put much thought into it. Now, we proceed to the second segment, which I affectionately called how to explain the Brazilian. Explaining us, it's very difficult. We should actually be studied, but anyway, this is the name. And now I'm going to give you loose information, curiosities, customs, don't know. I will try to explain how we are and behave and things that people from other countries may find different or even strange. Starting with, here, toilet paper is in the trash. Not everywhere, but it is expected. If you don't have a sign telling you otherwise, you throw the toilet paper in the trash. I believe it's because of the plumbing or something like that. For me, it's much more logical to throw in the toilet and flush. But in many places, the, to the toilet clogs very easily. I don't understand the idea behind it. But when I go to places that are not my home, I need to pay attention to that. Now, I'm still in bathroom costumes. We take several showers a day. Obviously, it, it depends on the person. But the normal thing is that everyone takes at least one shower a day. Are there people who go without a bath for a week? Yes but it is much easier to find people who take more than 14 baths a week. My best friend, for example, he normally takes two a day, but if he leaves his house, he takes three baths on the same day, and each bath lasts at least an hour. I'm sure that if the world's water runs out, much of the blame will be his. Speaking for the rest of the population who aren't neurotic with cleanliness and hygiene, it is normal to take a shower, a shower during the day and one at night. But if they work out or do a sport, it is expected to take a shower afterwards. And in normal times, without the pandemic, when we are not in quarantine, it is super no normal to take a shower before leaving the house and one as soon as you return home. And this apparently is common among Brazilians. The next curious fact is that the Brazilian population is very committed to showing their feelings throughout follow on social media. Big shock, I will illustrate this with a reality show, but yes, Big Brother. Nowadays, even if you don't watch it, you know what is going on. It's incredible. And the public effort cannot be explained with logic. One of my favorites, and the favorite of the public, it's called Juliette, Juliet in English. She's a lawyer and a makeup artist and she joined the program with approximately 3,000 followers on her Instagram. Today, in the day I'm recording this episode, she has 22,800,000 followers. 
in about two months, almost three, she gained almost 23 million followers. She broke Billie Eilish record for most liked photo in one minute on Instagram. She broke someone's record for the most commented photo in one minute on Instagram. And that's all because everyone likes or relates to her. There was another participant, Sarah. She went from adored to hated to indifferent very quickly. She turned 8 million when she was still inside the house and then she did something that the audience didn't like it. In one day, only one day, she lost 500,000 followers. Then she redeemed herself and earned some 300,000 back. But it is like a roller coaster. If someone presents a reason to be cancelled, the Brazilians express the support for the cancellation by not following or unfollowing on social media. And when someone does something good, we start to following them. I noticed this pattern and I found, I found it a curious fact about our culture. The next two facts are all about our language and things like that. The first one worth mentioning is our desserts and their names. Some that I remember right now. Crazy Black Lady, Naked Sucker, Child's Foot, and Overturned Underwear. All of these are real, real desserts. We also have the best slangs, but that will make a whole episode. So I'm going to talk about one. Here in Brazil, we have a giant amount of slangs using asshole. In the literal sense, like anus. It is very easy to think like 30 different expressions. I want to keep this podcast to a family-friendly minimum, so I won't give any examples. But this is a linguistic trait of ours and at least of all the people I know. Even my grandma uses some of these asshole slang terms. And the last curiosity about our culture is that it's super normal to pe for people to live with their parents as long as possible. There isn't much a culture here of going to college and living home. Our colleges aren't residential. There is no dorm or dorm life. The normal thing is to want to go to one university near home and keep their prior living situation. My cousins still lives with my uncles. uncles. One of them is 30 and the other is 27. They work, they have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, they have their own lives, but they still live with my uncle, uncles. My uncle lived with my grandma and my grandpa for 39, 40 years. He only moved out when he got married. Nobody wants or expects you to leave your house at the age of 18 or 17, or I don't know. 
and parents don't encourage their kids to do it either. I always see in movies people making jokes about the middle-aged middle man who still lives with his parents as if it were like an absurd thing. But in fact, it's quite normal, at least in here. With that, we finish the first segment of the episode and now let's cover more of the gen general aspects like location, weather, holiday, this kind of things. Starting with the geographic location. We are in South America, we are the largest country in South America and the fifth largest country in the world just behind United States. Now we are going to have a little geography class. We are on the American continent. We are Americans and we are part of Latin America. Yes, we do not speak Spanish and yet we are Latin. The American continent is divided into three areas North America, Central America, and South America. But all of it is America. This is the territorial division. But there, there is the cultural division, which is made in two. Latin America and Anglo-Saxon America. The Latin countries are all South America, Central America, and Mexico. Mexico even though it's originally part of North America, its culture and influence are much more close to the Latin countries than the United States or Canada, which are Anglo-Saxon. For you to be Latin, you must have been born in any country on the American continent other than United States or Canada and it has nothing to do with the language. Yes, most Latinos speak Spanish, but in Brazil we speak Portuguese, in Guiana speaks English and French Guiana, French and Suriname Dutch. Even so, those born in those countries are Latinos. Territorial geographic class finished. Now, let's talk a little about climate. What to talk about the weather? It is hot. Summer, hot. Winter, hot too. Here summer is in December, January and February and winter in June, July, August. It happened last year, close to my birthday, so I remember it perfectly. Like in 2020, in the middle of the winter, we had 37 degrees Celsius. This is 98 Fahrenheit. 37! And in the winter. And it is not difficult that in the summer we reach 45 Celsius. 113 Fahrenheit. Oh my god, this Fahrenheit thing is stupid. Celsius is much more logic. But okay, I'm doing the conver conversion for everyone who's listening who may use Fahrenheit. This is in my city though and in the region I live in. 
but the country is very large and the temperature variation between the country is also very large. Another basic, basic aspect to know about Brazil is how we re refer to people. Many of us have no middle name and we have several last names. Here we have our name, we may or may not have a middle name, it depends a lot on the choice of the parents and we have at least two last names, a mother's surname and a father's surname. And when we get married, we keep our original surname. Switching is optional. Another thing is that when talking to people, we call them by their first names or a nickname. If we don't know the first name, we address the person as Hey, you! And not as Sir, Miss or Mr anything like that. Nor we do call people by their last names. Obviously is more polite, but it is not common. Here we are all on a first name basis, no matter if it is someone's parent, a teacher or an elderly one. The next general topic which we are going to talk about, it is the holidays. In general, holidays aren't a big thing here. They are just a day that you don't go to school or work or whatever. We don't celebrate it as hard as other places. Like 4th of July in the US is a pretty big thing, I think. Our equivalent is September 7th and we literally do nothing. Sometimes they're a national holiday and most people don't even know the reason. But there are important holidays that we celebrate and care about and I talk briefly about some of them. Before I start, I need to say that the vast majority of the holidays are religious. But the country is secular. We have many different religions. So, how each holiday will be celebrated and whether it will be celebrated religiously depends on each family and their religious traditions. Everything I say here will be dis disregarding the religious aspect of the holiday and it's also a great generalization of my personal opinion and experiences. So let's go, starting with Christmas. First of all, our official Christmas is actually Christmas Eve. We don't have the matching jammies and stuff. In fact, our unofficial dress code it is elegant clothes, dress and makeup and that kind of thing, like really dress up, something nice. On the 24th, we have a Christmas dinner. After or before, it depends on each family, the gifts are opened and usually is after midnight, but it is not a rule. But okay, then each one goes to his or her home and sleeps. The 15th is a huge leftovers from dinner or 
a big barbecue. It is usually simpler and more stripped down. Most of my 25s I spend in a bikini swimming and eating or barbecue or the food at the time. And that is it, our Christmas list. Two days during the 24th and the 25th, Christmas is celebrated but in different ways on each day. But like the official let's get together with family and be grateful and this kind of stuff, it's on dinner on Christmas Eve. The next holiday is one of the most famous. It is Carnaval. It takes place at beginning of the year, February, February or March. Usually, we say that the year only begins after Carnaval. Most of the time, super accurate. It's a holiday of four or five days that everyone goes to the street, most of the times in costumes, bikini and glitter all over their bodies. I remember about three years ago, I went out in the carnival. It was a tragic day. Everything went wrong. It rained, the street floated, I got lost, I got the flu and I lost my voice because of the rain. Nothing positive, positive came out of it. But thinking about it now, I had fun. And I also had time to observe other people. I don't remember much of it, but one memory is clear to me and that is that I saw a man dressed as a pet with blood. Pets with blood. Throughout the city there are parties on the street and music and a parade float with performances and music that people follow. But anyway, it's basically four straight days or of partying on the street more than 20 hours a day and a crowd with glitter glued all over the body in order to drink, kiss and dance. Yeah, that's that sums up. And the last one is one of my personal favorites, Festa Junina. I don't think this one can be translated. It's a very it's very unique to have a name in any language other than Portuguese. Okay, it's a party that takes place the place in June. We have big dances similar to square dance. We dress in a more cowboy country style. And in addition to dancing, there are carnival games to hit a ball in the mouth of a clown, to fish a little goldfish fixed in a sandbox and there is food nice food and everything so colorful and there are colorful flags hanging from the ceiling or on a rope if it is outdoors and besides the parties you have in schools and churches country clubs also make this party in a different way there is no dance but there is decoration, the food, the drink, and they promote shows by famous people or groups. Now I've talked about more general information, let's move on to the segment where I'm going to be a tad more specific about the topics. 
and let's start with the educational system. I'm going to talk about school because as much as I know about university, I never experienced it. And what are four years in college compared to 15 years in school? To start, here you choose the school you're going to study. Unlike some other countries, here your school doesn't depend on the region you live in. If you live in a city and want to study in the city next door, of course, it's a bit inconvenient, but you can do it. There is no limitation in the school district and at your school you can have students who live in all neighborhoods in the city without any problem. Our school year starts in February and ends in December. Our summer holiday are between, between the end of December and the beginning of February and during the month of July there are 15 day vacation like our winter vacation. The timetable depends a lot on your school, but usually from the seventh grade to the senior year, there is a pattern, at least for the morning. Speaking for my school and disregarding the corona stuff, our class starts at 7 a.m. and ends up at 1 p.m. There are days when I have required classes or tasks in the afternoon. For me, there were exams every Tuesday and classes on Wednesday and Thursday. So, in those three days, I had an hour and a half of lunch and went to class. On these days, I leave school between 4 and 5 p.m usually at 5, but when I have a test, if I finish it before the maximum time, I can leave. And speaking of tests, we don't have like a exam season and that's it. Like in some places there are midterms and finals and that's it. No. Here, at least at my school, we have two or three tests every week for two months in a row. And it's only through them that we have our marks. We don't have projects, we don't earn points for presents, our homework isn't evaluated and we do not have makeups. Each quarter I have two tests worth 10 points each a huge test of 180 questions that it's a mock of a name that it is our entrance exam to universities and these are worth worth about five or six points and then we have and we even have projects but they are not worth more than four points now let's talk about the schedules we have different classes every day, so Monday to Friday my classes will be different, my second class will too, and so on. In addition, all classes are mandatory. We cannot choose the class we take. They are the same for all students in your grade, 
and lasts for the entire school year. Our only choice is whether we will take Spanish or English as a language, second language requirement. The classes depend a lot on its school. The normal thing is that a student in high school has at least 13 different subjects and that number grows as you move on to sophomore, junior and senior year. Today I have 16 different subjects. Maybe one day I'll do an episode just talking about school, but the most general and important information is this. Now let's talk a little bit about relationships. I already gave an introduction about how we relate to others. I said that we are relaxed and first name basis. Now let's get a little deeper, starting with how we greet each other. Generalizing, okay? There are those who doesn't like it, but most Brazilians are huggers and kissers. And that's how we greet everyone, regardless of whether we just met or we have known each other for years. When you meet someone, you hug, and here in my town, we kiss one cheek. In other places like Rio de Janeiro, people give two kisses, one in each cheek, but it's ba basically it. The moral of the story is that we are very touching. Now let's get into relationship relationship, like dating. I'll start explaining the faces, the stages of a relationship. The concept of dating someone in several places there or in Brazil is very weird to me. In many cultures, if you are texting someone and showing a minimum of interest, it is like your posse possession of each other, like pra practically dating. And if you go on a date, you are officially dating. What world you live in? This is truly how you date? First, here in Brazil, there's not much of this date culture. Second, here you need a lot more than talking to someone to start dating. A relationship usually starts with two people making out, at least a few times. The idea is that from time to time you kiss that person. So, when you make out with each other quite often, if every time you meet, you kiss, you evolve a level. Here we call it ficando, translating like straight as getting, you're getting. It's like you have someone to make up with you, but there is no compromise anywhere. We called a couple who are exclusively just with each other, the married couple, casados. This is still a level below being really dating. It's that moment when you're almost dating, you do not talk with to other people, it's just the two of you, but you don't have the commitment yet to date. And then the couple dates. Either 
time goes by and they are naturally dating without even realizing or one of the members of the couple makes an official request like will you be my girlfriend or boyfriend obviously it depends a lot on the couple but this is the pattern and it takes a while during that time you get to know that person who is with you you hang out you start to love that person and only then you really date now let's finish talking about being young and partying these definitely go together no matter how much parties accompany all ages i will talk about some basic aspects that involve being a teenager in brazil which can be different from other places starting with driving we can't even think about driving before we are 18. here there are no permits or anything like that we cannot start the process when we are 17. no the thing is we can't even sit behind a steering wheel until we have a driver license and this license takes a long time to get first we need to be 18. then we need to do some medical exams like i don't know i'm not 18 yet then we do driver's ed there is the theory part which is a slow death very boring and time consuming and then there are the practical classes and you are required to take a minimum of practical classes i think there are 20 and if you don't do well you need to pay for extra classes yes everything is paid for and at least for me i think it's kind of expensive but okay going on then you take a writing test and then a practical test and if you pass only then you can drive and i still think there is a period that you are in some kind of probation and if you drink and drive crash your car exceed speed or anything your your license can be suspended continuing what with what we cannot do work we cannot work before the age of 18. We need to be creative if we are to make money. There are projects like Young Apprentice, which you can work half-time, part-time, but there are limited opportunities and it doesn't always work for everyone. And now for the fun part of being 18. At 18, you can drink legally here. Now, let's talk about the reality. Teenagers here start drinking at the age of 13. There is a two-year two window period in the life of a young individual that has a party every weekend. Sometimes two times a weekend or three times a weekend sweet six sweet 15 quinceanera whatever you want to call it our version of this ones to celebrate a girl's 15 okay almost all of these are open bar 
some you need to have like a bracelet that allows you access but many of them are free access or you can just get the drink anyway so it's normal to see someone age like 14 13 14 or 15 drinking i do not recommend it please don't drink if you don't know your limits if you are going to drink eat something drink water too and have sugar nearby moving on my friends when we turn 16 or even 17 they are able to buy drinks without needing a fake id some places just sells to them i don't know again do not follow these examples these things happens this don't mean that they are right having a false id is definitely not right i don't control my friends so let's just get on with the idea but i'm gonna be honest some parties can be more fun with alcohol involved okay yeah so just let's go i will take advantage of the fact that i already talked about the celebrations of when you're 15 and i already talked about the whole culture of drinking so this is the perfect segue to the last thing of the episode which is parties anyone thinks they know what a good party is until they come to brazil and they see what a really party is i really believe that always being prepared for a party it's described in brazilian dna we are party people even even the one who doesn't like parties like me i'm much more of a netflix and chill than party but i still love parties when i go to parties we like to always celebrate life and have fun so in addiction addition to the party itself we have a pre-party and then we have an after party usually the pre-party is smaller when a group of people go to the same party then they meet first usually to drink and just hang out then everyone goes to the official party and as soon as the official party ends there is the after party that is the part two of the original party there are a lot more people than the pre-party and it's basically putting music and eating and drinking what's left of the party god i didn't explain the whole party time issue yes when parties are at people's home they're usually and early one in the morning at most they start at seven or eight and end up at midnight or one in the morning big parties in venues weddings graduation parties our version of quinceanera these parties starts either 10 p.m or 11 p.m and they they end up at 3 a.m it could be 4 a.m my sister graduation party we left the venue at 8 in the morning we saw the sun rising even ate breakfast there 
but normal parties there aren't graduation parties and stuff the DJ leaves and the lights definitely come comes on at 3 30 but they will only kick you out at 4 all experience I once helped my friend who was the birthday girl to put the presents in the car I literally left at the same time with the girl we were actually kicked out of the venue because it was inside of country club and it was about to open for the day for the members and just to think that nowadays at 8 p.m i'm already in my gym is binge watching a series on my bed my party girl era it's officially over nowadays my father who is 36 years older than me humiliates me when it comes to party this man is all social a party animal he doesn't miss one and he's always one of the last to leave and on this note i think we've come to the end of the episode it was quite long but it was definitely one of my favorites i loved planning it and recording it too and i hope you liked it too thank you so 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 much for the support you are giving both by downloading the episodes and giving a follow here and on the instagram at mentally unstable pod so we wrapped up see you next saturday with another episode right here on mentally unstable bye bye